It's time for Cats Talk Wednesday. Small town and big city joined forces. Benny Hardy of Lynch, Kentucky, and Terry Brown of Louisville, Kentucky, team up to give you free-flowing, laid-back sports talk. Focus on Kentucky Wildcats, as well as pertinent information in the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball. That's what we try to do every week. Cast on Wednesday, Terry T.B. Brown, Benny Hardy, here for another episode of Cast Talk Wednesday. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And, yeah. Uh, this will be on Anchor and Spreaker and YouTube and Roku, courtesy of the BS3 Networks. We appreciate all that. And happy Wednesday, everybody. And we've been around T.B. doing this thing that we've been through days and weeks and patches like what we're going through right now when it comes to uk sports you you hit on the positive before we started men's soccer women's volleyball uh but everybody else is it's been a little bit of a a struggle but the the positive is the is the soccer with the sunbelt hardware you mentioned hardware coming back to the athletic department and bringing trophies home they went out and did it no losses rolling and, and women's volleyball is is bad. They started off with a tremendously strong schedule pre-conference and mm-hmm. kind of took some lumps and, and kind of saw what they were made of, and now here they are rolling towards postseason as well. Rolling toward their sixth straight SEC championship. I mean, that's – wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd have to look. I, I don't know if Kentucky basketball has won six straight uh, SEC championships. I, I'd have to, I'd have to look, yeah. you know, because I want to say, you know, even during that great run, I don't. Did we win in '98? I can't, regular, I can't remember off the top of my head. Regular season or tournament? Regular, regular season. I know tournament we oh. won five or six straight, but regular season, I, I don't. I'd have to look it up. But the point is. That's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. And men's soccer has become a thing as well. So shout out to both of those programs uh, for just getting it done. Now, flip it. <laughs> we can start with the oldest, and we work to the newest little bit of, of heartbreak. Man, losing to Vandy is one thing. Mm-hmm. That's always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Because Vandy is always less talented than everybody they play in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, top to bottom, they're just always less talented. So there's a reason Vandy lost 26 straight conference games. I mean, that's going back to like 2019. Like this, what are we doing? Um, it's unacceptable. Period. Uh Friend of the show, Van Howes, does his cutting up with styles and break it down. It's just unacceptable yeah. for a Vandy defense that couldn't stop anybody. And we're settling for field goals early on. Getting the ball at their 10 yard line and settling for field goals. Yeah. So I'm not afraid to admit this. I took a nap. Uh, it was. I decided I was going to take a nap. I think this was still in the first half. 
It was fourth and two on the Vandy side of the field, and we punted the ball away against that Vandy defense. And I said some non-Sunday school words, and I said to my lovely wife, I'm through with this. I was going to save my nap for after the game, but why am I, what, what am I doing? If they're not trying to win, I'm not trying to watch. And I don't need the analytics and the little sheet when you go for four. If you have first-team all-SEC running back, Chris Rodriguez, you go for it on fourth and two, period. You do that on the plus side of the field. And so I took a nap. I, 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 st- I, I, I was mowing my nap during halftime. And I was like, I'm mad. My wife's like, you're watching this and you're mad. I was like, I know I'm mad. It's Vandy. And it was only, what, seven, six and a half, whatever it was. I was like, it's Vandy. What are we doing? And so the first uh, possession of the second half was three and out or whatever, just uninspired. I was like, all right. And I took a nap. I woke up when the game was over. I saw that we tried to make it decent. C-Rod had a nice run. And then the defense couldn't hold. Um, that's it's, it's inexcusable. Like, and you know, I don't throw that out too much because I think that starts to get to extremes. But this is a loss you can't have. You can't look outclassed by Vandy. We all kind of said that that was the that 40 to nothing loss under Joker Phillips. That was a wrap. That's when we it's, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. That is what doomed this season because right now we're looking at six and six. Yeah, if you look ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I know any given Saturday and blah, blah, look, mm-hmm. Georgia's Georgia. <laughs> it's going to take a superhuman effort to 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 win. They're going to have to help us. We, we're going to have to have pick sixes and scooping scores and punt returns and kickoff returns it, for touchdown. Georgia's going to have to help us and play like they played when they was at Missouri when they barely won. That's that's what Kentucky's going to need. If, if, if Kentucky beats Georgia, the – uh, the feds should investigate because somebody throw in the game. <laughs> and I love my walk, but that's and so Louisville isn't the easy game I thought. Man. <laughs> and we know being the underdog to them, you know, rivalries, it's a cliche, you throw the records out, right? But six and six is right there. Now mm. I, I I thought that you know before the season I think we said eleven and one ten and two, I still feel good about that because I thought they were all winnable games. The pieces were in place to do it. We you know on paper, right? And my mindset is always okay. If I'm looking at two evenly matched teams and one of them is Kentucky, I'm going with Kentucky. You know we didn't know Tennessee was going to be this kind of good, right? But I still felt confident before the season we could go down there and win. Yo. But and it surprised a lot of them around here. Man, I thought I thought y'all give us a better game. I can't believe, you know, and they, you know, how they they looked down and nose at us anyway, but they honestly were surprised that it got out of hand like it did. And so here we are, six and six. Honestly, and, and I don't get in this. You know, a couple of plays, you know, we'd be four. Well, 
the margins on college football teams, if you're not at the top, is any team, you can basically look at three or four plays, maybe five, that if they go differently, you can go from six and six to, you know, nine and three. That's how the margins are, right? Mm. So I don't I don't buy into to that, but this this is this is bad. It it it's bad moving forward. And I, I get it. There are fans, the Kentucky fans, that are football only. Yeah, that. Or that football is the number one. I get it. Everybody has their preference. I get that. So what is their number one complaint? Well, y'all always looking forward to basketball season. Historically, what has happened for Kentucky? You get to a point where the Big Blue Nation is now paying attention. The expectations are high. And then we get a Vanderbilt game. I don't fault people for looking toward basketball. No. I don't, I don't, I don't see that as a negative. Some people do, and, and to each their own. But if you're a Kentucky fan, and historically the wins and losses for football haven't been there, why would you not look toward basketball? You mean to tell me that in Tuscaloosa, for generations, outside of Wimp Sanderson, outside of Latrell Sprewell and those guys, that when Alabama basketball was fair to Midland, they weren't talking about the spring game coming up? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not unusual behavior, right? Like, mm-hmm. When IU was good, do you really think they out there Memorial Stadium rooting on the Hoosier football team? No. They're looking forward to basketball. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. Whatever thing is really, really good gets the most attention. And when you have a blue blood basketball program, it gets attention. That's just how it goes. You can get mad, but that's that's how it goes. Like, I don't... I, you can't fight that. Um, this, the pressure is on Mark Stoops this offseason. Nope. I have said repeatedly, because some people, Stoops got to go. Stoops ain't going. Kentucky football cannot get rid of the winningest coach in school history. Kentucky football cannot do that. Uh, you know, some folks, other fan bases saying that, you know, if Stoops was anywhere else, he probably would have been fired in year four or five. Yeah, probably. But Kentucky football is not at a point where we can, we can do that. Yeah. So we've got to ride this out. And what I mean by that is Stoops has got to do something in the offseason season or the momentum just stops. The fans stop caring. Was it reasonable to say 10 wins this season? Like we just said, I think so. Mm-hmm. So you've got to do something consistently to get people to care. 
that's been the issue. And they they portrayed that confidence. And they, they've done it for years. I mean, they put the college football playoff logo up right years ago. They, you know, they're not shying away from stuff. Didn't do it this year. Went out of his way to talk that talk a little bit. They, they asked him about 10 and 2. Well, that would suggest that we're giving up some games. So he, he legit thought we could win them all. Uh, and then legit went out of his way to, to talk that talk at Shane Beamer. Legit went out of his way to go over excessively in clapping back at Cal. Right. And then, like you said, and you talk about you don't buy into the we're two plays away from this, we're two plays away from that. Her lot at this week, he said himself multiple times, we're two plays away from being eight and two. Well, you, you almost lost to Missouri. If you want to play that game, it always works both ways. Right. You're two plays away from this and that. You're two plays away from the opposite. Same thing I said about Alabama. They they barely lost to Tennessee. They barely lost to LSU. They could have lost to Texas. And, you know, on the flip side, they beat them by one and had some help with some questionable calls. It always goes both but, ways. Yeah, but that but that's sports, though. The mar- And I, I think – I don't know if we realize that, that at the margins – that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just a few plays one way or the other. Even uh, basketball, where there are lots of possessions, you know, for each team during a game, during a series, during a tournament, you can still point to a couple of plays if it goes one way or the other. You know, it, it, it's not always the last second shots. There's the plays before the play. And I'm with you. You you took a nap. <laughs> I I didn't take a nap. I was I was out and about in in Green Bay, you know. And I would pop. We, we got we got to talk about Green Bay. Uh, yeah, I would pop on iHeart and listen to a little bit of Tom Leach, and you know I turned the radio off and all that. But I I didn't even hear about the go. Uh, Hunting on their side of the field, I I wasn't even aware of that happened because so, you know you can't kick a field goal because you probably don't trust the kicker. So the other option, like you said, go for it. I didn't know they punted in Vanderbilt territory on a fourth and two. I I, I, I tweeted at it. I, I tweeted about it. I was like, look, <laughs> if you want me to care, you got to care. And 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 so. I get Stoops wants to be conservative. I get that. That's in his nature. He's a defensive guy. He learned that here in Iowa. I get that. But by the same token, you've got to get people to buy in. And as you and I have talked about on a professional level, there are a lot of franchises that aren't trying to win championships. Like we think all 30 NBA teams, all 30 NFL teams or whatever it is, all, No, some of them just trying to make money. Some of them, you know, my point is you've got to give fans something. We are trying to win these games. Not saying that you're losing on purpose, but you got to look. The reason how mummy that era of air raid was is still remembered fondly. If you look, I I don't know the record, but how mummy's record wasn't great. 
Mm-hmm. Even by Kentucky standards, it doesn't stand out. Yeah. What do people remember? We were scoring. We were, look, if we were losing, we were going to go losing, you know, scoring and having fun and aggravating folks instead of losing like how we lost on Saturday. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Like, yeah, all losses still count one in the loss column. Okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. But how you lose, how you look doing it matters. And if you say, hey, we lost to Vanderbilt, okay. But for me, Vanderbilt didn't play well enough to beat a good team on Saturday. Vanderbilt didn't do anything on either side of the ball that you could be like, wow, okay, they had a dude that got hot. Mm -hmm. That's the frustrating thing for me is, okay, I didn't like losing to Tennessee, never liked losing to Tennessee, but you can just look around and say, okay, those dudes were rolling, right? Like Georgia has been the only team to really kind of get in them and not give up. Okay, I could kind of see that, but losing to Spencer Rattler and USC Jr. at home, yeah, yeah. Losing to uh, Clark, Vanderbilt like this, Clark Lee. You know, and they converted a, third and long. They were tw- what twelve out of eighteen. They converted seventy percent of their third down. That offense. That was the disappointing part. And look, the defense has played well. Most the defense has played well enough to be really eight and one. Yeah, you take out Tennessee. Now, I thought the defense played really well against Tennessee. Tennessee just had a short field a lot of the time. But mm-hmm. the defense has played well all year. But what we saw against Vanderbilt, it was cover your eyes bad. Mm. And I said this on round of shots. I told him I took a nap. <laughs> I said, wait a minute now. When I was in school, been out of school, I have sat at Commonwealth Stadium slash Kroger Field, and I've seen a lot of bad football, yep, and yep. I've sat there through it. Yep. Through the like the mailman, the rain, sleet, and snow. Mm-hmm. I remember Mo Williams. We played Cincinnati one year. We were in school, and this is how bad it was. We 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 left the dorm, went to Commonwealth Stadium, said, "Oh, it's really really cold." We like, can we come back in? Sure. We walked back to got my winter coat and came back and sat really close to the field. I said. Also, you know, I told you uh, prior to la- the last time the Champions Classic was in uh, Indiana, mm-hmm. the Zion Williamson game, I sat there courtside for every second half dunk. I didn't get up. I sat there. You know how bad it was, Vinny? The Duke Blue Devil mascot whispered, your team's not very good. <laughs> My point is, I have sat there through excruciating games. Oh. Games that just like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. But I always felt those teams were were, were fighting. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel that on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'm not throwing the players or coaches. I just said what I saw ain't what I should have been seeing. No. Mm-hmm. So you got enough that day. If 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 you are going to puff out your chest, you got to deliver. Mm-hmm. If you are going to demand all eyes on me, you can't be upset when the spotlight gets bright. Mm-hmm. 
And that's that's all I'm saying. So just disappointing. I, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, am I gonna root them on against Georgia? Absolutely. No. And Georgia might, I don't think it's in Kirby Smart's nature. It's gonna be a comfortable win for Georgia, but they're not gonna put up 70. But I'm gonna sit and watch all of it. Yeah. Was... You know, like I did last year during the Georgia game. I you you knew going in, hey, Georgia is at a different level. Mm-hmm. But I watched because we were fighting to win. No. We weren't just like, all right, let's get out of here. Right. Yeah. You know, let's look, look it up the scoreboard. You know, okay, keep the clock ticking. And, and again, I'm not trying to slander any of the coaches, the players. That's just the feeling I got from watching this game was just like, what? We just trying to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And it was disappointing. Like, this this season, I I was I've been fighting with folks because you know I am the eternal optimist. I am glass half full. I am sunshine and rainbows, but I can't I can't deal with this man. Yeah, it 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 just losing to Vanderbilt and the way we lost might be the most disheartening loss we've had under Stoops. And that includes the they supposed to be SEC game because we knew the cover was bare when those games were being played against Western. So you kind of – it was embarrassing, but you knew, hey, we, we ain't got dudes. No. But to have dudes – and I get it. Offensive line has not come together like we thought. I get it. You should still be able to do something. You should still be able to do something. And the fact that we're still trying to figure out what that something is, 10 games in is, is troubling. And I think, was it you or Van? I listen to y'all around the shots. This obviously must be the best set of linemen to roll out there because nobody behind them can take their job. But this is the this is the first string. And, yeah. and so uh We've seen what we've seen from them against Northern Illinois, against Miami of Ohio. We've seen the quarterback get beat to death. The South Carolina game they lost, he couldn't even play because he was already so banged up. And now Georgia is coming to town with that monstrous D-line and pass rush. Uh, You got to do something, baby. I mean, it can get ugly real quick. And and Georgia will have to be sleepwalking. And Kentucky yeah. have every break. I mean, multiple special team touchdowns. We need to block a punt at the who or three, and, and unless it's a blizzard or rain condition, you know, we need, we need, you know, yeah. um, they gonna but, cover that twenty whatever it is, and you know, it's because we scored six points at Tennessee, you know, against that bad defense, and that's the thing too. These bad defenses, Vanderbilt's defense, you know. Corey was Price statistically and yeah. the worst. Yeah, and we can't exploit. You can't exploit anything. You can't attack any Tennessee defense. Wasn't nothing to write home about. We had them looking like the '85 Bears all night yeah. long. So now a real defense come to town. Come on. Man. So yeah. So I mean, we're potentially looking at six and six, and this off season is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Um. Coach Scangarello, everybody wants him fired. 
but Kentucky, can you have four offensive coordinators in four seasons? Mm. That's that's the question you got to ask. But somebody got to atone for what we've been watching. Mm-hmm. And so with that, Stoops got some questions to answer. Because you look at, you know, we've had all these offensive issues and a lot of the OCs have had to fall on their sword. Dawson and Grand, Scangarello. At some point, we got to look at the, the, the buck stops here. Because I'm just I'm dumbfounded. We looked undisciplined. We looked not ready to play. We looked like we wanted this season to be over, yeah. which is not what you want to see week eight or nine, whatever, or week ten, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we got guys with one foot out the door already. We'll know soon enough. Yeah, if if they. If you know, if there's a big mass exodus or a lot of dudes hitting the portal, we we going to see. It's, it's, it's all about to play out real quick. And like you said, this Louisville game that hasn't been close for years, you know, they're in the AC, they ACC, but call it what you want. They beat them a rank Wake Forest. They, mm-hmm. they, you know, they're already bowl eligible. It's not like, you know, they're trying to come in and, first of all, in the streak against us, but also go to a better bowl than where they already got. Right. I mean, and and Satterfield, this dude, they, I mean, he was. They, he they was, don't even like that dude. He was hanging by a thread for since he got there. They don't like that dude. And about to get paid now. And don't let him get the Governor's Cup. Oh, yeah. man. That's worst case, worst case scenario is going six and six, losing to Louisville. Really going six and seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, because Kentucky's going to end up in some, at six and six, going to end up in some bowl game early in December mm-hmm. that nobody really wants to be at. Mm-hmm. And then you come up with, don't let it be some like group of five school, like some Mac school or something like that, or some lower tier ACC school that wants to, you know, NC State or whoever that wants to make a name off beating the SEC school. Right. Like this has the potential. Yeah. To be bad, bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really does. So this the last the next couple of weeks and this offseason gonna be flat out huge for Kentucky football. And he still hasn't really, you know, he's still saying that's on me and I haven't gotten through, but he hasn't really got any slip to the fire, any hard questions, any, you know, I mean, unless somebody on the college show says something in the press conference, it really still hasn't been that kind of, you know, getting that stuff that you think he would get yet. So, right, because for for me, being the all-time winningest coach only goes but so far. To it only... That- <laughs> to feels you with warm and fuzzy when you're like, well, we're not like we used to be. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we appreciate that. We've come this far. 
But now we got legitimate questions. Yeah. Now we got to have, because the thing is, it's not like you climb up from the cellar and you get to stay put. Not when USC Jr. is working to get better. Mm-hmm. Not when Tennessee, who we thought was dead, and they were for a big chunk of time, is now back to being among the elite. And didn't beat them enough while they were dead. That's the uh, that's exactly oh it. Oh my god. So many oh, uh, they come in six and six, gonna go to some bowl that they don't want to go to and still beat us. Right. And we are 13 nothing. I'm talking to Bradley McKee. We lose 17 to 13. Yeah. Last year, 45-42, pick six. It's, there's and now you've let them even if they slip back to eight and four next year, I mean hook the hook when the hooker leaves. Who's to say the next quarterback does what he does? But they're they're not going to be as dead as they were. Even if they come back to the pack, they're still going to be a challenge. They're going to be a problem. It, it's it's like every game. It, it's basically, and we're going to transition to to basketball. You did if you don't put enough uh, space between you and your opponent when you have the chance, it always oh, comes man. back and bites you. Oh my god. And as a program, and we can say that in retrospect, and maybe we were all blinded, most of us were blinded, because you know what? We're not as poverty as we used to be, Mm -hmm. right? But then, and I think you and I have talked about it before, you've got to put space between you and Tennessee as a program, because Tennessee's not going to be bad forever. Mm -hmm. Florida's not going to be bad forever. Yeah. South Carolina, as much as we were like, finally, why you know why they keep getting picked ahead of us, even though we're beating them. South Carolina is an even program. They couldn't even enjoy being ranked ahead of them because they lost to them. And you know, in Missouri, like, yes, it was great, and we talked about it. I talked about it. You win seven of eight against Vandy, and you got you know eight of nine against South Carolina. Whatever, whatever it was, that's great. But you got to keep moving mm-hmm. because you can slide back to it quick. And, you know, I've gone back and forth because beating Florida to me is still winning three, three out of five against Florida, I think, is a big deal. But it's also fool's gold. No. In as much as we're beating a name and that means something, but we're not beating a good football team. Mm-hmm. It you know it's like the teams that beat us during the Billy G years. Like yeah, you beat Kentucky, but you didn't beat Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you beat some dudes, and I'm not knocking. We had some good dudes. Uh, you know, those teams weren't Kentucky teams. So, for for me, th- like I said, to wrap this all up, this is going to be a long off season for Stoops. Less chatty, chatty, make more worky, worky. Mm-hmm. Yo, 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 yo. Because wouldn't like somebody, wouldn't like Shane Beamer popped off at you and you responded. You you started that. It's, so that's that's what makes it that much more glaring. If he had those sunglasses at the ready, baby. <laughs> and, and who wouldn't have? 
if you if if it was Terry Brown Beamer, you was coach South Carolina, you'd have had glasses too in the locker room. I would have had them too. And if you know, if I beat the dude that just went out of his way to do that, I'd have everybody would have done it. As soon as they hit the locker room, he had them things out. Right. I mean, that's that and that's gonna be coming, you know. Again, don't demand our attention and then get mad when people are paying attention. Their first win over a ranked team and who knows when. Vanderbilt's first SEC win in three years. And what makes it worse, Stoops, the Stoops kept going back to trying to say they were good, they're playing hard, and despite their record and all this kind of stuff. And then he said, I've been where he's at. Yeah, even more so, don't let him be the one to, to be able to make a statement against you. You, you know, you know where Clark Lee's been because you started out two and ten and struggling. Don't let yeah. like like the, the the Lions and the Browns that was going 0 and 15, 0 and 16. No team wanted to let them get that first win against them. It's like, oh no, y'all y'all gonna be 0 and 16. Y'all ain't gonna win this against us. But we let South Carolina and Vanderbilt do it to us. Yeah, they got convincing wins off our heads. So and recruiting and and their offseason and signature win and happy plane rides home to Columbia and Nashville. We beat a rank Kentucky. We ended our three-year SEC three. All of that at our expense. And you finally get to the point, finally, where national folks are actually picking Kentucky. Nope. Um, I forget what – Kentucky DM group. I'm in a whole bunch. I need to trim that down. But uh, talking about the talk, talking about the polls, talking about the polls, and I'm like, because when we lost to uh, Mississippi and then South Carolina, yeah, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and we were still ranked. And I'm like, no, that's they still got some respect. Yes. It's gonna be a tough sell from here on out. We yep. can get mad when a talking head. I forgot who it was. Was it Roman Harper? Is that is that who it was at the beginning of the season? Yeah. Said said we were soft. Mm-hmm. We can get on our feelings, but then you can't lose to South Carolina, Man. and you can't lose to Vandy. Yep. As, so as whatever as, the talking heads say, we got to take it. Yeah, as bad as we want to be up there, and feels good to be mentioned among them. And now it's like the boy who cried wolf. Nobody's gonna look take you seriously right now, and until you fix it. But you hit it. You 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 worked in a little bit of it with when you said don't keep your opponent close. You got to put space between you and your opponent. That's exactly what happened last night. Can, I, you can't convince me Kentucky wasn't – Michigan State was asked to be blown out in that first half. Yes. And Kentucky never could separate. Michigan State was like, we're on the ropes. Just here, knock us out, and Kentucky refused to do it. Yes, that 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 was a frustrating loss for that very reason. Uh, there was that stretch; Michigan State looked terrible. <laughs> even Hauser, even Hauser threw up some ugly bricks before he got. And, and you look up, and it's like it's only a four-point game. Mm-hmm. Those are the games that frustrate me the most. Is like, man, we are killing them, killing them. Four-point lead. And so I knew when it was close to half, I was like, man, this is this is not giving me warm and fuzzy. Same feeling from St. Joe's, same feeling from 
all kinds of games like, man, this team isn't good. What what are we doing? And so I think part of it, uh, we had dudes not ready for prime time. Nope. I, I know Case and Walls played well. Nope. But toward the end of the game, I think the moment got too big. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a post-game spaces last night. Oh. That's what it was Tuesday. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We were planning on celebrating, but we, you know, when it's like the point I've always tried to make is Kentucky's been fortunate to have a lot of freshmen ready to step in and go from day one. Mm-hmm. You know, John Wall was ready from day one. Mm-hmm. Low key, Brandon Knight might have been the most ready from day one. Those are anomalies. That, that that's rare. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a couple years ago, Tyrese Maxey with the big three against uh, Michigan State, and he played well. But that's rare. So I'm not criticizing Wallace because yes, he had he tied the record for steals and, and made some great plays. But I just think there was a point where the the moment was too good or too big for him. Because mm-hmm. you know. Michigan State might be the year in, year out, least talented of all the teams of the Champions Classic. Yep. Draymond Green is the perfect Michigan State Spartan. <laughs> no. Those, those dudes are going to play better than their talent dictates they should play. That's who Michigan State is. So, yes, I know they don't have the stars and all that, but Michigan State's just different. So I'm watching, and really, Oscar, who is at a different level, he, you know, he's, he's, but he made some mistakes too, but yeah. Oscar's at a different level. Oscar and Wheeler were the only two cats that looked comfortable mixing it up. I see a lot of stuff. Why didn't CJ and um, Reeves Reeves play more? Because they were three for 14. Mm -hmm. And if they're not shooting what they give up on the defensive, you can't have them out there. Like, if you're not hitting the shots – (laughs) <laughs> and so Wheeler, for all his faults, and he's got he's got some, you know, he's short, right? So that's that's part of it. And sometimes finishing at the rim is tough because he is short. Mm-hmm. But the game isn't even a game without Severe Wheeler. The people bashing Severe, I don't get uh because he's led the SEC in assists back-to-back years, top two or three in the country. Uh, Our man Big Blue Drew pointed out that, you know, stays healthy, averages what he's been averaging uh, as far as assists. He's going to finish in the top five in SEC assists since like 19, was it 1980-something? I'd have to go back and look. But anyway, he's going to be on that short list as far as assists. 
in the SEC. And do you know, like the only Wildcat that's number 11 on that list is Anthony Epps. So that's going back away. So, yes, does Severe Wheeler have faults? Absolutely. But the dude's really, really good. He's going to play. And we can talk about, well, you know, um, Wallace needs the ball in his hands. He had the ball in his hands, and I think the moment got the best of him. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of stuff to work on. Uh, end of game, and, and folks, well, you know, end of, end of game and your best players who can, can get, get things done are Severe and Oscar. Mm-hmm. And they're both a little bit limited. Oscar's fantastic. Oscar is great, mm-hmm. but he's limited. It's not as if you can give him the ball, say, go get a bucket. Right. He's not to that point yet. Mm-hmm. And I know it's weird to say a guy that had a deal double double. I, I I get that, but you 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 see what I'm saying? Like he's not to that point. And mm-hmm. severe, if if severe was four inches taller. Oh, that dude's a baller, right? So no one else is doing anything. What is the offense you would have run when you've only got two dudes that are really embracing the moment? Because you got Oscar, you got Wheeler, you got Toppin out there. And, And Toppin... I love Jacob Toppin. Mm-hmm. But you got that Hauser dude on you. I I need a little bit more than bump, bump, and, and go up with some acrobat. Like, I need a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, Who else was it? Frederick? Was CJ? CJ was out there, and he hit the 1-3 to put Kentucky up two. And I kind of thought, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's breathing room. And then we uh, – we screwed that up. It just it, it was a bad night. And they uh, execute they executed every time. If you need Hauser off a curl, wide open, splapper. You know. Uh and then, you know, of course, both times <laughs> they got dunks on their inbounds plays or whatever to to force the overtimes and stay alive. So yeah, they they executed, they, you know, uh Hauser threw up a, a apartment complex his first couple of shots, and then the dude was he wasn't touching he the rim. Else. He wasn't touching the rim the rest of the night. So we it, let him fool around, and get locked in. Uh, right. We we didn't throw the knockout punch, yeah. and, we, and we certainly could have. And I was just saying, if we get this lead to ten, that's a wrap. Mm-hmm. I would have felt comfortable with six back when it was four and five. yeah, like if we, if, you know, if just get over the hood and get it to six, three score it, game, we good. And all that being said, I still like this team. I think we're going to see a better showing against. Uh, exactly. Well, I know we. I know we got uh, with South Carolina State on Friday. Tomorrow, I think. Tomorrow. Is it? Is it tomorrow? Okay. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is Thursday. Yeah, I'm, my days is off. Uh, I think we'll have a better showing against Gonzaga. Uh, I think Oscar's going to be ready to eat some Drew Timmy. <laughs> um, but. It was just frustrating. And, you know, the one thing that is exhausting about sports fandom in general 
Kentucky fans specifically, it can't just be a loss. There's got to be storylines, and it's like that in every fan base. It's got to be something. Um, it's got to be legacy. It's got to be, and sometimes a game is just a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes a game is just a game. And, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. That's just how it be. We don't want it to be like that, but that's just how it be. And so we can't just say, man, Kentucky lost. That stinks. There's got to be a breakdown. Wheeler's got to be responsible. (laughs) The refs have to be responsible. (laughs) Playing in Indianapolis has to be responsible. (laughs) And sometimes it just be like that. Look, mm-hmm. and, and and you and I know, look, you can be upset, but you ain't got a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen people, you know, since we lost to Wisconsin in 2015, we're winless in Indianapolis, which is news to me because I distinctly remember covering the Cats in the 2017 tournament in Indianapolis. I don't know what people have against the uh, Fox Monk Bam team. I don't know what people. I don't know what is that team has done to folks. But now we're back to Kentucky hasn't won any big game since 2015. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I could be wrong, but I remember going to Allen Fieldhouse. That felt like a big game to me. Mm-hmm. Going down to Texas Tech and winning a few years ago. That felt like a big win to me. Uh, Malik Monk going for 47 against North Carolina felt like a big win to me. No, um, God. UCLA the tournament, speaking of, fun, yeah, and bam, you know. yeah. I don't know what people look. I think UCLA is still considered a blue blood, and you played them in the tournament and you beat them, but that's not a big win, okay? All right. So, <laughs> I actually had a conversation with Joel Anderson of Slate, all right, now. Because he started following me, I think, covering that team. Because he was a huge Malik Monk fan. And so the Kings, because, you know, they're both on the Kings now, had a package of them just doing ridiculous stuff. And I do like I always do. And I'm like, I can't believe Kentucky fans really thought that team wasn't very exciting. And he said, he's like, are you serious? I was like, absolutely. After 2015, people don't care. We have had uh, unanimous National Player of the Year. We've had SEC Players of the Year. We had Tyler Ewis win Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. We've had Defensive Player of the Year. We've had All-Americans. We've actually gone to Elite Eights, and you have to win big games to go to Elite Eights. But it doesn't matter. So, as we've talked before, this isn't just a Kentucky thing. Every fan base, team loses. It's end of the world. This isn't who we are. And it's a big contest to see who's the most outraged, who's the most upset because the team lost. Because if you're like, man, that was a sucky game last night. 
We had chances to win and we didn't. Well, you don't care. You don't, like okay, okay, all right. You you win. At this point, you win. You want to cut severe wheeler? Yeah, define whatever. I'm not I'm not here to debate that. But there's no need to there's no need to do that. And maybe it's an age thing. You know, where it's like I've only got so much anger that I can do to stay healthy. I don't want to use my anger credits on a basketball game. Now, does, does that mean I want my team to lose? Absolutely not. But I can't be going to a place, you know, I, I don't have it in me. You know, I remember Kentucky losses used to put me in, in a bad mood. Don't talk to me. Get off of me. I can't do that no more. My heart's too weak. I'm old now. <laughs> I'm disappointed, but I got life goes on. I got other stuff to do. So it, it, it's not about out fanning. You know, people do what they want to do, but engaging activity you know is going to make you miserable is just, I can't wrap my head around it, which is why I took a nap during the football game. I made the decision, there's no chance this is going to bring me joy because even if we win, this, this, this is not going to bring me joy in this instance. Yeah. I, I, made, that, I made that decision. And, you know, I tweet out, I've said it before, if your team winning brings you no joy, then what are you doing? So I said, even if Kentucky beats Vanderbilt, I don't like how this makes me feel. Taking a nap. And I did. And and so last night, disappointing. There's still wins out there. Kentucky's still going to be good. We still have talent. Um, so, again, I'm, I'm not – I'm not jumping off the whatever. Yeah, yeah. So we just next time they're in that situation, see if they see if they learn from it and see if they fix it. You know, see if they execute down the stretch better than their opponent. And yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, see if they can get better shots. See if they can you know, run a set, like you said, just, you know, get something where the shot clock ain't running down and you just throw something well, up, you know. I saw, I saw, you know, somebody tweet out, oh, severe will at the end of the clock. That's because they give that dude the ball at the top of the key with five or six seconds left. And they're playing off of him six feet. So what's he So, right. And that limits your options. Mm-hmm. I mean, watch it. Mm-hmm. That You don't have to be a statistical and, and, and do all that kind of stuff. Giving Severe the ball with five or six seconds left on the shot clock, what is he supposed to do? Nope. Like that that to be able to get your own bucket, that's that's a Jamal Murray type thing. You can do that to John Wall. I love Severe. He ain't those dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But since everybody plays hot potato, it ends up in Severe's hands, and he's got to take an ill-advised shot. What what else is he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, Cal got to figure it out. Yeah. Because you're going to get more of that. You're going to get more and more teams that are just trying to force you into that. Right. Until you prove that you you know, you know got a counter. Or, you know, it's, it's going to be teams trying to keep you in the half court. They know you want to run. We want to see them run. They want to run. So yeah. when somebody else actually dictates the pace and the tempo and it's a slow down, grind it out. 
what what you got? What you gonna do? What can you what can you what can you do? That's the that's the thing. So um you you a Cubs I, fan now. You a Cubs fan now, and <laughs> until you prove you can hit the off speed stuff, you're gonna keep getting off speed pitches. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that should be the way it goes. And and I think the the best teams that we've had can play different ways. It didn't matter what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. The great teams, you can't dictate to them. Right. But there were even nights in 96 where we won some games 50-something to 50-something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are some grinded-out games. Like, you know, we think that the 96 team beat everybody by 20. That was only in the tournament, right? It was only in the tournament. Look. Everybody, everybody think it was Wake Forest on repeat, and that wasn't the case. <laughs> that that team never trailed in the tournament, in the second <laughs> half of the, the tournament at all. Every time I see a clip or something nugget about that '96 team, I'm just like, we saw history. But anyway, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to use that team with like if they all do like that because that's what people do, right? Well, in '96, we always compare what's exceptional, we make that the bar. And I think that's unfair. Mm-hmm. You're a Cowboys fan. And if you were just like, well, you know, running back such and well, Emmett Smith did X, Y, Z. Emmett Smith is like, what are you doing? That, that That's dumb. <laughs> no. Like that can't be, like you can't just say, well, Michael Jordan, okay, all right, all right, okay, all right. You've, you, you make, you think you're making a point. You're not making a point. Mm-hmm. Well, Larry Bird did... Exceptions to the rule, right? Well, you know Shaquille O'Neal. All right, I'm gonna stop you right there. You know, like I, I I was talking to somebody talking about the offensive line and Chris Rodriguez trying to fight. Well, and and the dudes that well Barry Sanders and I was like, all right, I'm gonna end this right now. (laughs) Barry Sanders was the singular dude that could make the Lions relevant on his own. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Not to not to backtrack, but two rough, two rough games, two rough losses. There are some still good some good things going on in Big Blue Nation. I tell you what fan base I love being a part of right now. The San Francisco 49ers. Oh. <laughs> Buddy, there's a civil war in Lakers fandom. Old heads like myself versus the young heads. And I think I told you. The young heads that came of age on Kobe's downside, like post pal, like the ones that don't remember championship Kobe, those are the Laker fans I can't stand. Because mm. I'm like, y'all ain't got to act like this. We're not a poverty franchise. What y'all got to behave better than this? Yeah, they're making y'all look bad. Yeah, you know those are ones on social media. Well, Bob, you know, yeah, okay, all right, you know, I'm I'm not doing this. Y'all remember old Kobe? I ain't here for that. Like I told you, now do I want my team to lose and look as bad as they have been? No. But again, the universe balances itself out. The Lakers were the preeminent franchise for 40 years. Mm -hmm. So I can't even even be upset. The bill comes due and you're going to have some bad seasons. It just, I hate that we're having bad seasons during the social media era and everybody getting their jokes off, but I can't even be mad about that. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. But but 49ers fans, here's the thing. 
I said this at the beginning of the year. I think the loss to Denver, I put on my Facebook page, beginning of October, if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't make a dumb mistake, the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. I said that. A lot of people, well, this team, this team. No. And then uh, during the game against the Chargers, they flashed up like Garoppolo is 11 and 2 as a starter over his last 13 for games he doesn't throw an interception. Oh. Okay. Mm. Not that he throws a touchdown, that he doesn't throw an interception, turn the ball over. <laughs> Which reiterates my point. If Jimmy G don't do something stupid, this team is going back to the Super Bowl. <sighs> because the running game is built. Now we got McCaffrey, right? We got Debo all over the place. We got Jusick. We got uh, 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 Kittle. We even got, and I hate to say it, I've been talking uh, to uh, that Vince Ferrara. He's been on the show, right, Tennessee guy? Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. uh, Juwan Jennings made some plays for the 49ers. Mm -hmm. Brandon Ayuk is making some plays. So I still say with the defense we got, the running game we got, the weapons we got, as long as Jimmy G don't get stupid, we can go to the Super Bowl. Again, I did not say we can win the Super Bowl because <laughs> I go, <laughs> as I said years ago, since we've been doing the show, whatever, whoever your quarterback is, you get to the Super Bowl, your quarterback's going to have to make two or three plays. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you're doing. Trent Dilfer made a couple of plays for those teams. Brad Johnson and those that Tampa Bay team made a couple of plays. You, you, your quarterback has to make it. I am not convinced that Jimmy Garoppolo is that dude. But can he do enough to get to a Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah, We've seen it. So, again, if Jimmy G don't do anything stupid, oh, they go in the Super Bowl. Oh. I got through I hope like the diggers that don't happen, but I mean it's hard to argue. And it and, and, and see, I love Bomani Jones, but he, he hates when the 49ers win because he thinks Garoppolo is trash. I get it. He's missing the point that San Francisco play, people there's only a vocal minority that are trying to convince everybody that Jimmy G is good. <laughs> right. Most 49ers fans are doing like I'm telling you and have been telling you, like, I don't know what it is about that dude, but we winning with him. And it ain't because he's doing anything. Our odds of winning increase if he doesn't do something stupid. That's a step below game manager. So he a better Tim Tebow. Right. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And – Again, I've I've said it before, a lot of 49, like Jimmy G has to be a great teammate. Because mm -hmm. you've never seen anybody play that ass mm -hmm. and dudes haven't been sniping in the media. <laughs> We've seen teams winning and they're sniping in the media. But I haven't seen Kittle, I haven't seen Debo, I haven't seen anybody be like, man. If we just had a quarterback, we'd be all right. Mm. I haven't seen it. 
I haven't seen the defense be like, man, y'all know we got to be out here. We have to ball. <laughs> we got to like, we got to stay on point. Yeah, we good, but we have to be. I haven't seen any of that. So I'm like, whatever Jimmy G is doing in the locker room is working because those dudes like him and he's playing terribly. Well, Shanahan was the closest one. He got a little frustrated. Didn't he say some stuff and get a little frustrated or make some? Yeah, from the quarterback position, yeah, we need to make some plays. (laughs) That's been it, right? That's about about it. (laughs) Um, But I'm saying the players are like, oh, he cool. (laughs) like that's been the whole bizarre thing so most 49er fans are like if the players are cool with it and we are winning that that again i love bomani i think he's making a straw man argument because i'm deep in these 49er streets and there's no one that's trying to convince you all that jimmy g is a hall of fame quarterback nobody we are to the point where Jimmy, if you don't screw this up, we can do it. The same way a couple years ago against the Packers, he only threw the ball eight times. I started off being like, "That's because our run game is so dominant." I'm like, "Now wait a minute, I've seen quarterbacks with outstanding running backs, and ain't none of them had a game where they passed for eight eight times." Even when Emmitt Smith was at his peak, Troy Aikman ain't going to be just passing the ball eight times. He's audible into something else. You ain't doing me like this. Uh-huh. I, like, you could go back to Jim Brown and Otto Graham for those Browns. I got Jim Brown. The Ford pass is only 15 years old. I'm still passing more than eight times. Right. At first, I was like, yeah, we, I'm like, oh, they don't trust that dude at all. Yeah, I'm glad we are running the ball. They don't trust him. So every 49ers fan I'm I'm interacting with like, hey, if Jimmy don't screw it up, I like it. <laughs> just that, that little touch of hour. It's just what we do over here. Right. Everybody, like, yeah, you know, Jimmy don't it's like it's like <laughs> it's like when you're doing some kind of family activity and you got a five-year-old, like, I don't know, this can go either way, depending on how little Billy do. I mean, <laughs> it could go this way, that way. But if Billy don't burn the church down, we can have a good time. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's what we say it about <laughs> our starting quarterback, but it's okay. I told you this beginning of the season. We are to the point we want to win to spite everybody with Jimmy G. Because hmm. if 49ers get to this Super Bowl and beat up some quote unquote good teams along the I mean, look at look at the league. Are you convinced that the Eagles are any good? I mean, they got a good record, but you trust in Jalen Hurts? No. Not yet. No. And whatever's going on in Minnesota, y'all really trust in Kirk Cousins. Yeah, exactly. Kirk Cousins is great because he got great players around him. Like that catch by Jefferson, (laughs) fantastic. Why? Because it was a Kirk Cousins pass. Mm -hmm. Like. That's the point I have made to other people when they always, you know, Jerry is overrated, whatever. A lot of those dudes had to make those catches because their quarterbacks were ass juice. Like Dante Culpepper in Minnesota. Great, great player. Some of the passes. Randy Moss had to jump out of the Metro Dome for because they were terrible passes. Calvin Johnson had to make Matthew Stafford look better. 
speaking of the Rams, we gonna look back and be like, how did this team win a Super Bowl? <laughs> like, how did this team do it? And the reason they won the Super Bowl is because they got Jimmy G in the NFC Championship game, and they played the Bengals in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you want to talk about a sports asterisk? That's an asterisk. Oh, you tweeted that out already. You're getting them with the Rams can't even clap back right now because I mean they they Texas A and M or the NFL right now. Man, so. I, I think I told you this. I was okay at the NFC Championship game because we had beaten the Rams seven out of eight or whatever, or seven straight. So I knew the bill was going to come due. Mm. I'm more upset today than I was the day of the NFC Championship game. Like, how we lose to those dudes? That is the frustration. Like, we beat them eight out of or eight out of nine, nine out of ten, whatever. That was the one. Uh, but 49ers fan, we we excited. Yeah, yeah. Because you look around the NFC, there's no team that scares anybody. Green Bay not making the playoffs. We trying but, we trying to jumpstart them. My yeah. Lord. Oh, I'm gonna let you get on your soapbox about that. But I'm looking around, like, do I feel scared to have to go to uh Seattle? Nope. Just beat them. Do I feel bad that we gotta uh you know if we gotta go to Minneapolis? Nope. Not as long as Kirk Cousins is a quarterback. Do we got to go to Philly? Ain't worried about that. I don't know what's going on in NFC South. I know we lost to Atlanta, but seriously, I ain't. I ain't. I don't know what's going on down there. Mm-hmm. Old old Tom Brady. Look, man, we talked about this last week. Forty five years old, hanging with a bunch of twenty year old. That sounds like torture. <laughs> but you went to Green Bay, saw the pictures. Tell us about how that went, Vinny. Outside of the game, we'll get to that. But how how is Lambeau feel? It was cool, man. We you know we got up there Saturday, did the stadium tour, and um, it's crazy how quaint and small Green Bay is. And you you know that you've heard that your whole life, right? The fans are the owners and. It's just a small town. But it is a small little sleepy little town. I mean, a hundred thousand people, or whatever. Not not that big. Uh, it was a struggle to find something to eat after the game. Like, everything was closing up, and I was like, man, it's it's like seven thirty. I, I know it's dark, been dark since four o'clock, but <laughs> but <laughs> everything was closing up. But that Midwest nice, like you talked about, everybody was nice. It's it's not like the Northeast where you got your 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 grumpy kind of angry new york boston type people it wasn't that at all everybody was cool uh it was colder saturday touring the stadium than it was for the game that that wind is no joke like y'all You're say saying? from yeah. canada straight through with no resistance it is you know stopped off in chicago and and you know the wind slapped you in the face there and did a couple of touristy things there it's but have fun, have fun, tour the Packers, Hall of Fame, the whole stadium tour. And us, I'm biased. It's not as good as Dallas. They don't, they don't let you on the field. They won't, they won't let you on that holy frozen tundra. But you know, in, in Dallas, we out there running routes and throwing passes, standing on the star, getting our picture taken, the whole thing. But uh you, you know why they let you on the field at Dallas. Uh oh, here we go. They scouting. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Jerry Jones up in the box. You see that? <laughs> so it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> it was, we, <laughs> we had fun. Saw the Vince Lombardi statue and the Curly Lambeau statue and all things Packer. It was cool. Uh, the tour guy was great. He was an older guy who was actually at the Ice Bowl as a kid. So he had his few little jokes built in for the Cowboys fans that was there. But it was it was fun. It was fun. The, the game didn't go like you had hoped. But if you, if you base your whole trip on how the game goes, then you, you got problems because you, you, you can't – everything else you get to do and enjoy – yeah, let yeah. them losing the game ruin it. You can't. Do I wish the Cowboys had won? Yeah. Is this the first time they've lost the lead in the fourth quarter up two scores ever? And I just happened to be there in person. Yes, but I still had a fun trip to Green Bay, going through Indy, up through Chicago. Never been to Wisconsin. Stayed in a little vrbo about 30 minutes away it was a quaint little sleepy little pretty little town still had pretty leaves on the trees it was it was fun had a lot of fun it was so cold. good fun though I, I saw those i saw those pictures i said look at Vinny having a good old time and and that's the thing too about sports is there are all these new stadiums which are very very nice to go to but then there's just those places that you're not a packers fan but it was still cool to see. Yeah. If I ever make my way down to Dallas, I'll go see AT&T Stadium. Mm-hmm. I'll get on the field and see yeah. if Jerry Jones going to sign me to a, a a practice squad contract. Mm-hmm. See what I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that you know I I want to go to San Francisco, but the only reason is it's expensive as hell to go to San Francisco. Yeah. So I think I missed the boat when it was cheaper to go out there. I don't know if I'm be able to get into Levi Stadium, but I got to wait till San Francisco travel someplace, but you yeah. know when you you go to Wrigley Field, you go to some of those places. Uh, I always think that's kind of cool. You know, I, mm-hmm. I we did go to Wrigley. God, I don't know, three or four years ago, and that was a fun trip. Yeah, uh, to see all that kind of stuff. But uh, speaking of Wrigley, like my my buddy Matt, who I went with, he had been. Uh, I think him and his wife went to, because he's a big Cowboys fan, him and his wife went to the game in Green Bay. It was the the Dez Bryant caught it game, because Dez caught it, the rest thought otherwise. They they were there for that game. So he had been to Lambeau before. He had been to Green Bay before. Um, and so we we stopped off in Chicago, which I hadn't even been to Chicago. So we you know got some deep dish pizza, got an Italian beef sandwich, went to the top of the Willis Tower. Did you go to Portillo's? Yeah. You went to Portillo's? Yeah, on the way back on Monday. Oh, you went to hey, Portillo's. Man. That's 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 the missing spot right there. Oh. Like there's a Portillo's between uh Iowa and Kentucky in uh Peoria, Illinois. Mm, okay. And so I have to stop when I was going back and forth. We'll stop tomorrow. We're on our way back to Kentucky tomorrow. We'll stop at Portillo's and get because so, yeah. oh so good, man. Yes. That's oh. And oh uh, yeah, so but we did after we went to the top of the Willis Tower, we just swung by and saw Wrigley. I don't think I posted it, but the famous home of the Chicago Cubs sign. Yeah. yeah. And you've been there, you know, your lovely wife knows, you know, she's 
the Cubs fans tweet out her name. She that's how she rolled. And it was but I didn't realize it was. I mean, Lambo is in a neighborhood too. It's like community. It's like houses built fifties and sixties, and it's right smack in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize Wrigley. I mean, I knew you got Waveland Avenue and all that when people hit home runs. But when you get out the car, it's just right in the middle of the block. I mean, it's, yeah. it's right and, in the block. I was like, I did not know it was just like that. Well, and Kay will tell you, it's up until recently, there was just more houses and bars right close to Wrigley. They only recently put in a lot of that stuff right outside the stadium yeah. there. Cause like, yeah, it was. it's right in the middle. Like you just traveling through the city, like you see the stuff in the you see a restaurant, you see mm-hmm. a deli, you see the barbershop, you see this, that bam, there's this, there we I oh, this is it's right here, it's really right here. So I got out the car and took a picture and look, man, it is that was that was surprising. I'm like, how did I mean you gotta take the train to go or the bus? There's no yeah, parking, we, right? We, we call it, we call it the train. Okay. And let me just say, I love you, Chicago. The train ride after the game. After a nine inning game, and this was at the end of May. <laughs> Woo wee! That ain't. <laughs> that's not for me. <laughs> the L in May ain't for you, okay? Woo! But that after, woo, because it was the smell of beer and people, mm. and you know, you know. And then it's hot. Folks got different levels of cleanliness. I'm gonna leave yeah. it like that. And then that son just baking it. So yeah. yeah, my level of clean, and I was probably gamey too because you you've been outside watching the baseball, watching the baseball game. You know, anyway. I got you. But yeah. but I'm, I'm glad you got Portillos. I'm gonna tell the wife you had that because that's that's our spot. Even that deep dish pizza, that pizza casserole. But you got to eat like that in the Midwest because you need something to stick to your ribs because you it's cold. You ain't lying. You got to eat like that to stay warm. You the know. wind is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I got wind blowing out at my house now. I see what you've been saying. I, I, yeah. I've tried to visualize you. I can't, you know, somebody that hadn't been hearing what you say. You, you sell, you know, not every week, but you talk when it gets wintertime. You talk about how it is. You that talk wind. about the wind advisory. You talk about the weather. But until you go up there, and it's this is still warm right now. This, you know, yes. it's the, the lady in which we stopped at the gas station and I was getting something. I was right by the door. She was trying to scan it. Her scanner wasn't working, so you know, had to move to a different register to ring it up. I was like, maybe because of the cold coming in by the door, maybe it's got your scanner froze. I was just half joking. And she's like, oh, it ain't even cold yet, you know, because for the you know, winter ain't even really hit up there yet. But that's so, correct. That's that, that's absolutely correct. Uh, and every time I'm complaining, one of my friends, he's up in Minnesota, like north of Minneapolis. And he's like, you need to come for a visit. I said, you have lost your damn mind. <laughs> you you just you just lost your mind. Like uh, when middle of July is that one? Is it safe to go then? Yeah, you like come up in the winter. You look, I'm going no more. I'm not going any farther north than I am right now because mm-hmm. it gets cold. Yeah, and I get it. It and I try to explain to people. Yes, in Kentucky, we get snow. Right, we get some cold. But it's not just the consistent, it snowed last year, and we had snow on the ground for a month and a half. It didn't snow every day, but every day I woke up, checked out the, looked at the yard, and there was snow still piled up. Mm -hmm. Couldn't see the grass. It's like Alaska. 
Right. Like, well, if somebody, well, would it melt? It doesn't get cold enough or hot enough to melt. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> and so it's just different. Like, I'm used to, I tell you, I'm used to snow, but not like this mm-hmm. every day. Y'all people live like this? Mm-hmm. And I'm being reminded. I'm 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 part of it now. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, Cowboys fall short. They go to speaking of Minnesota. They go to Minnesota this coming weekend. Ivan Dawkins, who we've had on here with BS3 Network, him and Ben. I think Ivan is going to Minnesota for his road game this year. So maybe Ivan can pull the Cowboys through against Kirk Cousins and them. I couldn't help pull them through against the Packers. Maybe Ivan can pull them through against Minnesota. But still had a good time, though. Still had a good time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Kentucky versus Georgia. Mm -hmm. Kentucky versus Gonzaga. Yay! Like, yeah, I think they can go out and beat uh, Gonzaga. Um, I'm not ready to throw in the towel on this team just yet. Right. Yep. So we'll – we should see what happens this weekend. It's a, yeah. And like you said, we've been through these type of weeks before where the, the, the gut punches and, and you know, Vanderbilt particularly was a, a real swift kick to the gut. But we, we've been through that before and we shouldn't have had to go through this one Saturday, but we did. And yeah. If it's six and six, well, stoops, that's what you can pay the big bucks for. So yeah, yeah, you you doing all the selling these wolf tickets. Well, you gotta you gotta give people something to to root for. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the the hoops team will get back on track and uh, we'll start feeling warm and fuzzy again. But football, man, like I'm telling you, six and seven is a possibility, and I never thought that would shake down like this at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. That's- Assume nothing, I guess. So we'll Yeah, you know, uh I reached out to your boy uh, Scott and I told him I was like, hey, he was right. He you know, he was saying in the summertime this team's gonna go six and five. And I was like, Oh, you a hater, but hey. Mm. Yeah. I hope he finish get to six and you know, seven and five. Yeah. I yeah. hope. Yeah, well, yeah. We need seven in the season seven five is a win at this point, man. You're right. You're right. Man, it's been fun. I know you you going back to the home state. So I just drove yeah. through, I just drove through Louisville in the home state. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, uh-huh. always good to see that sign. And welcome to Kentucky, baby. I'm home, baby. We're gonna do an early Thanksgiving okay. uh, with the girls and, and gonna hang out with them. I gotta see Mama B. I haven't been back since uh Father's Day. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been a minute because we moved and just uh, new job, you know, just everything is just kind of swamped, but got a couple of days and I'm going to go and, and visit them and, and, and hang out and going to get some indies, going to go see my barber. There you go. Uh, <laughs> get some home cooked, home cooked meal. So I'm excited about that, man. Well, y'all enjoy safe travels. Uh, tell my B and the girls, we say hello. Absolutely. My B is awesome. Enjoy being back home, man. It's always ain't nothing like it. Nothing like no, it. you can't go home again. I'm I'm going to go hang out. Hey, I hear you. And y'all be safe. I'll hit this little out button. Y'all enjoy listening and watching and all that good stuff. And we appreciate it. Appreciate you, TV, each and every week, man. And you too, sir. We'll see you in them Twitter streets, and we'll talk about 
all the stuff from this coming weekend with the Georgia and the Gonzaga and South Carolina yeah. State and all that kind of stuff. So, and yes, sir. And volleyball and all of that. And hopefully the 49ers start stubbing their toe. Oh, I'm sorry. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Appreciate everybody watching. We'll see you next you, week. You're going to go back and take a tour of AT&T Stadium. They're going to be like, this guy really want to play. <laughs> That's Yo, Jerry, always looking for talent, man. Always. I, I, I ain't mad about it. <laughs> That's how we do, man. Oh. <laughs> well, y'all be good. We're going to holler at everybody later. I'm going to find this outro button that says thanks for watching. And Here we go. Then that'll end the show. There it is. Appreciate y'all. BS3 Network, appreciate y'all too. We'll be back next week. Yes, sir.